Topping the coronavirus health law news for this week, HHS announces more targeted provider relief funds, CMS issues further guidance on reopening healthcare facilities, and new opportunities emerge for stakeholders to help shape healthcare delivery during and after the pandemic. Those are just some of the stories we're following and we'll cover today. Hello, I'm Eric Zimmerman, partner at McDermott Will & Emery, head of the firm's health law practice, and a principal at McDermott Plus Consulting. Today is June 12th, and this is the Friday News Flash Coronavirus Health Law Briefing. We begin, as we have so often, with the Provider Relief Fund. On Tuesday, the Department of Health and Human Services announced a new wave of relief payments from the fund. The department announced that it will distribute approximately $15 billion to Medicaid providers who did not previously receive payments from the fund's general distribution. This would be providers who mostly serve Medicaid enrollees and who have no Medicare fee-for-service revenue. Likely recipients will include dentists, pediatricians, opioid treatment and behavioral health providers, assisted living facilities, and other home and community-based services providers. Eligible providers must apply by July 20th. The application form requires significantly more information than HHS required from previous recipients, including lost revenues, payer mix information, and any other funding received through the Paycheck Protection Program. Additionally, HHS announced that it will disperse $10 billion to safety net hospitals and another $10 billion to hospitals in high impact areas. To be eligible as a safety net hospital, Providers must satisfy specified low income and uninsured patient percentages and margin thresholds. To be eligible for the additional hotspot payments, hospitals must submit data by June 15th documenting their COVID-19 inpatient admissions, a deadline that does not give providers much time to turn around this information. With these distributions, HHS has committed approximately $112 billion from the fund, leaving a little over $62 billion available to be distributed. Next, we turn to efforts to reopen the country. This week, CMS issued a guidance for healthcare facilities and patients in states that have moved to phase two of the administration's guidelines for opening up America again. During this phase, CMS recommends that facilities resume non-emergent but clinically necessary care while maintaining separate zones for screening and treatment of COVID-19 patients. Providers are advised to prioritize care for at-risk populations and care that would cause harm for the patients if it were deferred. In its guidance for patients, CMS called for individuals to resume necessary care while practicing virus mitigation strategies and utilizing virtual visits. For healthcare providers that experience dramatic declines in elective procedures, this guidance is encouraging. This week, two opportunities emerge for healthcare stakeholders to help the country better prepare for similar events in the future. First, HHS issued a request for information on ways to strengthen the healthcare system. HHS is asking stakeholders to share information about the data, analytic approaches, and proven indicators they use to assess health system resilience, a term that encompasses the direct care delivery, preventative medicine, and public health activities. 
HHS also hopes to identify opportunities to strengthen the U.S. healthcare system through public-private partnerships and asks for specific examples of what these partnerships might look like. The comment period for this RFI ends on July 8, 2020. At the same time, Senator Lamar Alexander, chairman of the Senate Health Committee, released a white paper offering recommendations for how the country can prepare for the next pandemic. The report solicits stakeholder feedback on these recommendations, providing an extensive list of questions for response. Feedback for the white paper should be submitted by June 26th. Both of these requests for information are emblematic of a shift that is happening in the healthcare sector. This pandemic has exposed weaknesses in how we deliver and pay for care while presenting an opportunity to rethink those structures. Of course, many healthcare stakeholders are still overwhelmed with questions of the moment, like how to manage rising caseloads or resume business. But for those who have the bandwidth and experiences to share, this moment also presents a window to engage with the government and share best practices. Finally, we turn to the Medicare Accelerated and Advanced Payment Programs. The CARES Act dramatically expanded these programs, offering healthcare providers the ability to receive advanced claims payments in the form of loans. Many stakeholders have been pushing Congress to convert these loans to grants. The House of Representatives approved the HEROES bill last month, which softened the terms of these loans, but it did not go so far as to forgive the loans. This week, Representatives Marcy Kaptur and Bob Gibbs released draft legislation that would take the additional step and forgive these repayment obligations. In order to have loans forgiven, entities must commit to not balance bill any COVID-19 patients, which is already required for recipients of provider relief funds and must use a large portion of the funds to cover employee salaries. While it is unclear how much traction this proposal will garner in the House, its introduction is a significant development for hospital and physician groups who are increasingly looking to these payments for financial support as the provider relief fund stagnates. Those are the coronavirus health law news updates for this week. For additional information or in-depth analysis about any of these topics we discussed, please visit our Coronavirus Resource Center at mwe.com forward slash coronavirus. Please join us again next week for another edition of the Friday News Flash. In the meantime, stay healthy. Based on information here, we have not seen professional legal advice. The government will never make a no warranty representation to claims of any kind concerning the content here.